Hello, I'm Lisa Cruz with Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. As we head into a new decade, we wanted to take a look back at the advances of the last decade in biomedical research. And we asked our president and CEO to talk about the exciting future plans for the Institute over the next 10 years. My name is Larry Schlesinger. I'm a professor, president, and chief executive officer of Texas Biomedical Research Institute. I'm a physician scientist, and I have an active scientific program that focuses on tuberculosis, particularly from the standpoint of host-directed therapies for tuberculosis. If I was to reflect on this past decade, which has been a challenging decade in terms of biomedical research, funding, etc., I think probably some of our greatest gains is um, an increasing acknowledgement by the community that we have a growing problem in this world, and that is drug resistance. And it's happening at a time where pharma has decreased its resources in drug development when we, at the same time, have less drugs to treat very serious infections, that there needs to be more attention to this problem of drug resistance. And I think the NIH has responded. There are targeted programs. But I think it's really become more obvious uh, over the past decade that we have a challenge in front of us. We also, over the past decade, have been challenged by, and we continue to be challenged by, emerging viral outbreaks and acknowledgement of re-emerging outbreaks of uh, problematic viruses. We had an incredible problem in West Africa this past decade where 11,500 people died of Ebola virus, where decades of outbreaks of Ebola led to maybe 100 or 200 deaths, and now we have currently another outbreak. But the acknowledgement that no vaccine, that tuberculosis remains unabated in the world, no vaccine, drug resistance, malaria, Um, half the strains in the world now resistant to current therapies. I think this drug resistance would be the biggest thing. But I think it's the beginning of community awareness that I think is one of the big shifts uh, related to infectious diseases. And probably the the other thing I would say is the beginning, uh, the scientific community, to acknowledge that infection is really triggering what's called chronic inflammation, and that inflammation underlies a number, a variety of diseases, ailments of humans. So there's connectivity there, and understanding that we need to learn more about those inflammation networks if we're going to get a better handle on treating infection. Looking at the next 10 years, what is the hope that we can provide the community to combat these diseases over the next decade? I think currently, in thinking about our challenges in the near future, it's really about public education. Um, We've had a growing problem, and that is the anti-vaccination group, the hesitancy with vaccines. Um, And this is worldwide, not just the United States. And I I think that um, the hope uh, is that we uh, reposition um, as leading research institutions in the country and in the world reposition ourselves as a partner to the community, not an insular environment uh, where the community doesn't really know what the definition of an infection is, but rather why it is so important uh, that uh, they understand infectious diseases and why the vaccines that we have are so effective uh, in uh, helping us eliminate infection. Um, And I think, you know, talking a little bit about history, I know on my mind these days has been concerns about the reemergence of polio, for example. These are diseases that have no place in humankind any longer, and I think we need that public education. I think the hope for the future, now that we're acknowledging the problem, 
is that we develop organizations like Texas Biomedical Research Institute where we can begin uh, to think proactively about the next unexpected virus around the corner, that we can prepare ourselves uh, for those challenges. Um, the current outbreak of a, uh, an unknown viral pneumonia syndrome, which seems to be uh, uh, at least in the category of uh, the SARS coronavirus, we could be prepared uh, and more effectively epidemiologically identify these outbreaks and try to curtail them earlier. I think being proactive is critical. Now, funding then becomes critical. And I'm optimistic that um, the public-private partnerships will continue to grow. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has been exceptional, but there are other agencies starting to come to the table to help us combat infectious disease. What is the vision over the next decade for Texas Biomed specifically? Our repositioning is really an understanding that we have an unbelievable opportunity with our unique resources and assets to be a world leader in tackling infectious diseases. Our vision is to eradicate them in the world, and, and that's, a, that, that's a passionate goal that's very hard to accomplish, but it gets us up in the morning. I think Texas Biomed has the outstanding scientists now the scientific programs, the resources, to really make a difference. And the reason I'm excited as the leader of Texas Biomed is that having been in infectious disease for over 34, 35 years now, I see this operation as being the type that can really get things done. Our founder was exceptional in the 1940s because he had a vision and he implemented. And I like that a lot. And I think that our vertical integration where we embrace not only discovery-based sciences, but also the sciences that need to be done to allow us to work closely with the FDA to bring drugs to market like we've done recently in our um, primate models with the therapies being used in the Democratic Republic. Republic of Congo, or previously with other viruses like hepatitis B and C, this organization can actually accomplish uh, the integrative piece of um, you know, discovery to application to bedside. I like to think that we will, as we grow with our vision, be an impact player in this discipline. So you've been here now about two and a half years. What are some of the biggest achievements that uh, you would like to highlight uh, since you've been here? Oh, there are so many. We, together as a community, have new values for our organization called TIDES, uh, teamwork, integrity, diversity, excellence, and safety are now really our goals as an institute that are being um, uh, integrated in everything we do. During change, people uh, can feel uncomfortable, and I think really one of our my proudest achievements is that despite all the changes we've seen in the last two and a half years, reorganized our scientific programs, centralized our administrative staff, um, uh, re recruited outstanding scientists uh, to the Institute, that we actually have engaged our community even more. And uh, the fact that we have meetings where more people are attending, more people asking questions, more people trying to solve problems at Texas Biomed working together, that excites me. Uh, cultural change is really tough business. I think as a, a leadership team and my colleagues in the leadership team uh, deserve a lot of credit for this changes that we've experienced. 
I think uh, together we've embraced our uh, community, our, our employees, and so um, that we're bringing every, we're raising everyone up. Uh, and I think to me, that's our biggest achievement. Uh, and then of course, it's all our scientific achievements, uh, the work we're doing in tuberculosis, malaria, HIV, uh, hemorrhagic viruses like Ebola. Uh, since I've been here, we've been making great advances in new diagnostics, therapies, and vaccines for some of the most complex diseases in the world. What are some of the successes as far as recognition that's been earned? Well, one that just happened recently is uh, I'm very proud that uh, Texas Biomed has been identified of, as one of 10 finalists for the best business of, of the year in terms of the city. Um, and I think that's a public acknowledgement of how far we're coming in terms of our recognition as, a, um, as an outstanding business in the city. I'm very proud of our scientific achievements by our lead scientist, Ricardo Carrion, who's been conducting contract science on new therapies for Ebola virus, and two of which are now in the field and are curtailing deaths in the Congo as a result of these new therapies. This was research done at Texas Biomed through our outstanding work in our high containment laboratories uh, in our non-human primate model. Our challenges in infectious diseases are great, as they are in neurologic disease and other diseases. Non-human primates today are the best model for recapitulating human health and disease. And I'm very proud of our Southwest National Primate Research Center's achievements uh, to bring um, some of the very best primate research forward, just to name uh, one or two of them. Um, we have identified a new model in primates for Zika virus that recapitulates several of the deficiencies found in humans better than other small rodent models. I'm very proud of that. Um, we have some new scientists here at the Institute who are working on new strategies for vaccines for tuberculosis, as well as low-cost diagnostics uh, that are now funded for studies in other countries of the world uh, to more rapidly identify drug-resistant tuberculosis. I think that's another major achievement. In malaria, I think we're coming closer and closer to identifying what makes a malaria parasite resistant to our therapies. And that we need to know that information so we can identify and design new therapies to override that resistance. I think that's a very important discovery uh, of late. So uh, a number of them. Looking ahead, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about who Texas Biomed will be in 10 years. I think the future of biomedical research in the United States will be more and more public-private partnerships where foundations will work with research institutes in combination with academic uh, universities, medical schools, to achieve outstanding, uh, not incremental, but substantial leaps in science. I'm excited because I think the way we're positioning Texas Biomed, our impact will be much greater down the road as we grow. And um, listen, I'm, I wake up in the morning thinking about improving the condition of humans and understand the threat of infectious diseases. We have many threats, cancer, heart disease, neurologic disorders. There are a lot of them. But for me, I think infection really permeates a number of these other diseases. We need to move more quickly. We need to move proactively. We need to solve problems, and we need to work with the FDA and other governmental agencies so we can actually bring the promise of science to the clinic. That's why we're here.
You've been listening to Texas Biobytes from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can find us on common podcast platforms and on our website, txbiomed.org. On our site, you can sign up by email and a new episode will arrive in your inbox every two weeks. At Texas Biomed, we love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. Thank you.